Hello, queens, and welcome to our royal community. If you are here, then this is officially your royal community, too. I'm your host, Latanya Porter, a wellness mentor, helping middle-aged women find vibrance, passion, and purpose in the aftermath of life's challenges. Our royal community will focus on strategies to help you along your journey to build your empire. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started building our queendom. Hey guys, and welcome back this week. It is so good to have you here, and I have a very special guest this week. Um, I am going to let her just jump right on and tell you her story, what she's all about, what she's bringing to us today. Today, we are talking about goal setting and intentional journaling. We're coming into 2019, ladies, so we're not taking the same crap <laughs> into the new year. So without further ado, I am bringing to you Patrice Garrison. Hey, Tracy. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I am all right. How are you today? Oh, this is it's, this is my first time, y'all. My cousin has ever said my real name, <laughs> so you know it's just it's really interesting. It's but foreign. It's foreign. Yeah, it doesn't even roll off the tongue the same way. It like doesn't. Or in my ear. But what's up, y'all? <laughs> really excited to be here. Um, I get really deep two times a year. It's my birthday and it's New Year, like right before New Year. So I'm super deep. You guys get all the Uzis um, as we process what we want our next year to look like. And I decided in November, it was already 2019 for me. I'm ready. I'm I'm like I'm here. Oh, the year was a challenge. So to be able to say, all right, I, I learned the lessons, I got through it. What do I want the next year to look like? So little bit about me. Uh, my background is in psychology. I have my degree in organizational psychology. So that puts me somewhere like a business coach, basically, right there in the smack dab middle of human resources and coaching. And I have, for the last six years, built a business around really being as authentic as I can be and being able to help other people bring out their confidence, whether it be through their own health and wellness, whether it be through their own mindset. So mindset coaching is really where I thrive. And I'm just looking forward to helping you guys build this new year. So super quick intro or anything you want me to add or <laughs> no no that's awesome so and that's the thing so here's the challenge for me I gotta ask you questions like I don't know <laughs> pretend like she weren't she wasn't there right I gotta pretend like I haven't known you for your entire life <laughs> so fun fact I she was the first phone number I memorized so she literally she knows every the minute I could use the telephone and she, I used it yes um so yeah she she knows it all <laughs> You know, but one of the things that I um, I do even realize is that regardless of how well you know somebody, you really never know their whole story. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the challenge for me going into this is making sure I don't make any assumptions and making sure that I ask the right questions with, you know, taking myself out of that, that family, intimate cousin space and make yeah. sure, you know, everybody knows exactly who you are, what you want them to know and what you want them to, you know, what you want to convey to them. Sure. So with your background being in psychology, I, I think that was one of the one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on to talk about like vision boards and, you know, journaling and goal setting, because you have education psychology, but you also have a pretty balanced life. So regardless of how challenging it is or how imperfect it is, 
you're you're juggling it and you're balancing it. Thank you. You, you know, you have a, a thriving business, you have a loving marriage, you have a beautiful family, Thank you know. You. So just um I think I want to start with talking about what that maybe what the mindset for creating that look like. That's really good. So I remember being in college and dating and, um, you know, of course you're majoring, so majoring in psychology and I'm trying to figure out, all right, so, you know, they give you this degree, you walk across the stage and now what do you do? Like you literally, there's no blueprint, just like after high school, you get out of high school and you're like, all right, <laughs> we had pizza after graduation. Now I have to figure out what my life is going to look like. And, um, I remember just getting several messages about from different people, not, you know, intentionally bad, but you know, hey, you know, marriages is dying. Marriage is dying. I've heard that message several times in college. You know, oh, just you know, expect to settle with for whatever and in career. You know, of course, we were going through recession. Um, you know, I am thirty, so I graduated from school almost almost ten years ago. <laughs> um, you shouldn't tell anyone that, you know, but. Um, it was there. It was the recession. So 20, 2008 was the year before I graduated high school. I'm sorry, gra- uh, college. And um, the recession was happening, and people were telling me same thing. Just people are very generous with their negative <laughs> feelings. And they I are. know my cousin is. For some reason, people are so comfortable telling the both of us their deepest, darkest, like negative stuff. It's like, wow, you could have kept that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not need that. But people were very generous with that. And um, just not knowing, it wasn't going to be a, a cakewalk, as we all know. It was. It had to be a, you know what, I'm, I'm going to choose not to listen, that the recession is going to keep me from having an ideal career or, you know, that the dating scene, quote unquote, was going to prevent me from having the relationship I wanted. I was just stubborn. I think that's the best word. Just stubborn. What I visualized, what I saw myself having a career that paid well, because they told me in psychology, oh, you know, you'd be lucky to make $30,000 a year. Like, psychologists don't get paid. Counselors are bro- are basically broke and poor. And I'm like, but they're impacting people's lives. Like, how could that be? And again, on the dating side, you know, just people saying that, you know, marriage is, you know, divorce is 50% the rate, whatever. I mean, y'all know the story. So being very stubborn to say, I am not going to subscribe to that. And I will just keep banging my head against the wall, <laughs> whatever it looks like until until I can, I can start to form that. So definitely not a cakewalk. I think the moral of the story for me that I learned on the other side of the manifestation is it's hard either way. It's hard whether you decide, um, you know, you're going to be stubborn and you're just going to you're going to make what you want happen in your life. Or it's hard when you're like, you know what? They're probably right. That's a lot to try to, like, you know, find a man or, you know, have a great job, whatever it looks like for you. And, And it's hard to just accept life as it comes. So choose your heart was what I decided. Wow. That is that's really powerful because I think we do kind of live in a society where, if you run into enough people and they're just like, everybody hates that job. Everybody hates money. Yes. And nobody's marriage is perfect. Why are you acting like, you know, yours should be different? They're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> You're telling me I can't have happiness. I can't have yeah. what I want. You know, and so then you end up in these situations that you feel like, oh, God, these are hard. But it's okay because everybody's situation mm-hmm. is hard. You know, so it is just like, well, why not work for what I would actually want, if it's going to be hard anyway. Yes, it's going to be hard either way. <laughs> Why not push towards it? So that is, that's a powerful message. Like to really, because a lot of us, we, we settle. 
We and we do it either way. Like it's like in, in other like my health, you know, like I've watched your journey. I'm like, wow, I just had pizza before I talked to her and she's so, you know, she's working out and like I, so I settle in my health, you know, I, <laughs> I settle with my hair care. I am not doing my hair myself. So there are so many areas that I still feel like, wow, man, I'm 30. Like I can't put on eyeliner, like just you know, I settle in so many areas still. So I think it happens, it's just the the inner the inner language, and again, that's what we're, we're talking about today is the inner dialogue that encourages us. How how far does it go? How deep does it impact your life? And you know what you have to fight through to be able to get to the other side. It's it's different for each person. So you know, for my cousin, I mean, you guys know her story, but it's it, it what she is fighting through and has fought through. Like that's a barrier. Like you literally, it's not just a oh, I want to have better. It's like no, I actually have the decompose layers of um and that's a conscious decision so it really is <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about journaling sure um because that is we kind of hear about it like we hear like oh you should journal and i've had people tell me do you journal <laughs> so i want to talk because um i Recently, I kind of recalled um, an experience I had almost 15 years ago with journaling that didn't really go well. Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't feel like it. So it was, is there a right and a wrong way to journal? And when you're journaling, what should, like, how do you know it's working? How do you know you're getting something so out of good, it? So good. So I think everyone pictures Dear Diary when you say the word yes. journaling. <laughs> and no one's interested in that. And I wasn't even interested in that. And I remember being told, Maybe in like middle school, you kind of hear that you should, you should, you know, write in your diary about your feelings. I'm like, this is really boring. Um, So that wasn't it. I think what happened in my adult life was I was journaling the entire time and didn't know that that was the name for it. And what it looks like for me personally is breaking all rules. Like I don't even have lines on my paper. So I'll give you guys some examples of, of how I've used journaling. So if I'm having a really tough emotional day and I'm fighting through a barrage of disappointment and um, discouragement and, and, and heartbreak or whatever, because business does that, friendship does that, relationships do that. Um, I'll take a blank piece of paper and I'll just write out as many emotions as I can pull out. And for me that day, that was journaling. It wasn't a sentence written. Um, it wasn't a structure. I just, if I'm really feeling fancy, I'll get different colors, uh, markers, you know, and write it out with Sharpies, but really just, you know, throwing it out because I don't want it to manifest in the other areas of my life. So if I'm mad at business, I don't be mad at my kid that day. Let me just figure out, okay, what is it? Is it, is it disappointment? Is it, and I'll start to unpack because we'll say basic level things like I'm mad or I'm sad or, you know, that kind of thing. But usually there's an underlying emotion and um, there is an emotion wheel that I saw that was like, well, this is really good because we'll say those surface level things and just say, well, I was just mad at her that day. But usually it's something else beneath that. So that's a form of journaling. Um, For me, it might look like just writing out my um, my stream of thoughts and I'll just take two minutes of silence and literally just chronicle what pops up. And we 
assume that everything we hear is just truth. Like I heard it in my mind, that must be true. That's here to protect me. And we assume that all of our thoughts are good. All of them are productive. All of them are real. And it's not always the case. So just being able to stop for a moment and be like, you know what? I'm having a really, I'm in a funk right now. Let me write out so I can see it on paper to be like, oh, that sounds crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying to yourself right now? And we're so mean to ourselves, not even knowing it. Because again, we just assume. Assume that every train of thought, and I literally uh, envision trains now coming in and out of a train station. You don't hop on every train you see. It's not taking you where you want to go. So to be able to stop and say, all right, let me read that train. Like, where is this train going? <laughs> this train's going to Doomsville. I don't want to go there. You know, this train is going to, you know, cuss out that person. I don't want to go there. You know, that that's not going to take me where I want to go. So being able to identify that is a form of journaling. So I think breaking the mold of that I have to write in the line, I have to write in the space, I have to, you know, tell my diary what happened. No, it can just literally be documenting your feelings, your emotions, and even just getting awareness. I think for me, I'm using it for awareness because things are just happening. You're in the moment, you're feeling, you have to respond, all that stuff is happening. But let me just get in tune with what's really happening internally so I can decide with what I do with that information. I love that analogy with the trains because I I think that for me, journaling now is more of this, um, it's less Dear Diary because before it it was Dear Diary. It was Dear Diary. It's real dry, y'all. Today I went to and it made me feel happy. And (laughs) then I went here and it made me feel sad. And it was just like, so I would go back and I'm just like, well, this is. This is stupid. This didn't help me. <laughs> Day four, I'd be out of there. You right. know? And it, it didn't last because it was just like, well, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. And like now journaling is, it doesn't even happen every day, but it's literally one of those, okay, I need to process this. That's right. That's a good word. Um, I, I, it's some stuff I need to process. So I need to get this on paper and look at it and mm-hmm. pick it apart. And so it has become more of processing emotions. And as I can go back and look at it, the, the trains were like perfect when you talked about the trains because it was just like, yeah, I don't need that. Like, why did I do that? Why did, okay, okay, all right, this emotion, okay, this is, yes. and then I can go through and I can be like, okay, we need to get rid of this. Let's let's look at this. Let's expand on this. Let's see where this can take us. <laughs> exactly. I want a new ticket. Like, right. I don't want to go here, y'all. I want a refund. I want a refund. I want a reroute. I need a transfer. I need some- yes, yes. <laughs> so that is, and I, I think that that's important because your mindset dictates your goals. Yes. Um, so now all this stuff is popping up about these vision board parties. Oh, we having these vision board parties, this vision board, <laughs> come party with us. So talk a little bit about what exactly is like a vision board and what is it supposed to do? Oh my gosh. So I thought they were so, again, I, I love talking about this because I am such a skeptic about everything. (laughs) And I remember the first time I got asked to do one, I was a sophomore in college and they were like, make a board. I'm just like, y'all, I thought y'all were going to have pizza. You're not going to see the common theme in my life. I'm like, I thought we were going to have pizza. Like, what is this? Why y'all got all this stuff out? This is stupid. Like, I could be like, I don't want to do crafts. I want to eat. So, um I remember doing one, and as I was sitting there, it started it started to make sense a little bit. But um, you know, now vision board really should be a manifestation of the things that you've pictured that you thought were almost dumb. 
You know, like when you picture things, like when I say, you know, where do you want to live? A lot of you guys can close your eyes and picture a house. Maybe you know what color it'll be. Maybe you know where it'll be at location wise, how much land you'll have. Maybe you know what your kitchen will look like. You know, that's an idea of something that should go on your board. You've already pictured it, put it on paper. But I think what we think it is, is flipping through a magazine looking to see what's pretty and putting it on paper and then wondering why it doesn't move us throughout the year. You can't just pick random images. I mean, they may help stir something in you, but it literally is supposed to be a, I took the pictures from my mind and did my best is to put them on paper. Now, for me personally, um, I am more motivated by words. I'm more of a wordsmith than a, a, a visual, like even how I learn. I learn better through reading than I do anything else. So my vision board is more words than pictures. And for me, that works better. So for it can even be an affirmation board, which I think people should do more of those even than um, vision boards because some people don't respond to pictures of a lake house or, you know, random Louis Vuitton shoes. Like maybe you respond to the word abundance and seeing that every morning does something for you or even a word that triggers something. So, you know, I was up until like 2 a.m. last night, like, wow, I fear intimacy. Like, what does that mean? You know, and Googling <laughs> this stuff. And I had to write affirmations for myself that helped to reroute that because that manifests in business and manifests in relationships. So um, that's the kind of stuff that I can't wait to put on my vision board to affirm how I want to be and how I envision my best self. It should be a representation of what your best self looks like. And um, you can do it in quarters. So I, I have done them where I have quadrants, you know, Q one, Q2, you know, left hand, right hand, you know, just kind of uh, four corner it out. I've done it in sections. So I've had one for business in one corner for, you know, personal in one corner for real estate in one corner and just being able to say, okay, when I look at this, this is supposed to get me mentally organized that the noise of emotion, which usually is what trips us up, right? We're like, oh, I have a business idea or I have a, a vision for how I want to raise my kids or live my life. How's your board going to support you in that? And I think that I've made boards in the past that just were me having fun, you know, sipping mimosas and not, <laughs> not creating a, a partner, a partner for your for your year. It should really partner with you. Okay. And because the first thing you said was, oh, I don't want to do crabs. And that's what I picture. <laughs> like, that is absolutely what I picture. Like, when people would start talking about vision boards, I was like, so you would just want me to do a craft project. I don't want to do it, You guys. want me to do a collage oh of some exactly. ebony cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they still do magazines, right? I Am hope I so. Loop? Somebody, <laughs> is. Somebody is running an Essence magazine this month. You are on it. So that's what I pictured. And even I've done a vision board. And what you said kind of hit the nail on the head. It was just like this. This is a pretty house. Mm -hmm. I should want this. This is a pretty dress. This is a pretty car, you know, and you put it on this board. And then I would, I would literally look at this board. And I'm just like, these are nice things. And mm -hmm. because, and because my mind wasn't into this board, it was just like, these are nice things. I'll never have these. That's right. These are nice things. I'm probably not going to be able to do this. Yeah. You know, it discouraged you almost. It, it was. Yeah. It was. You ended up just taking it off the wall like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was this anyway? 
<laughs> and it's so good because if you've done that, then that does represent there is a gap that exists between the vision and your mind. Because honestly, I still believe in the images you're drawn towards are helping to hint towards your vision. So I think that that process, if you say, well, girl, I don't picture nothing. I think the magazines are powerful because you literally are shopping for and you're finding what your brain's attracted to. I just think to make it the most effective it's supposed to be a partnership. So if you are like, you know what? I've been walking around. When I close my eyes, I can see these things. I can see myself being a successful X, Y, Z. I can see myself traveling to X, Y, Z. Like that's when the vision board is the most bomb. But to be honest with you, maybe we had to do that first board, you know, <laughs> where you put stuff down and it makes you feel absolutely foolish because now I feel like my board, I'm actually sad to take my board from this year down. Like it's been, it's been my partner. Like I, literally look at it every day it's in my office and it's the first time I, I have a board that felt like home and it took years it took years so maybe it's not a bad thing that you start with the stuff that makes you feel because it's like okay there is a there's a, a worthiness gap and now mm-hmm. I know I don't feel worthy so what do I have to explore that what I pictured I don't think I can have mm, yes yes because but I'm also glad that you talked about affirmation boards because mm-hmm. you know I guess still a, a a type of vision board, but you know, you have to put something up that speaks to you because if those visions aren't speaking to you, then maybe those words are going to jump out. So your vision board doesn't have to look like everyone else's at the party. Yes. (laughs) My board is always the most boring looking, you know, everyone else gets the most, you know, glam. I'm like, okay, y'all, this is so cute, but me and my like 17 words are going (laughs) to rock out this year, you know, black and white and everything. Because that's the whole point of it. It's not to be dazzle your board. It's to... It's to actually get something from it. Told y'all, let me get this thing in here so I can really make something happen. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of um, that juggling act that happens with business and personal. Because Mm -hmm. so I'm going to so trying to make I'm trying to make assumptions because we talked about that. I'm trying to make assumptions. So I remember kind of when you started and like, I remember your graduations. I remember when you started in business. I remember, you know, when you started living with your now husband. So I kind of saw this stuff happen, but of course I don't know the behind the scenes, but I know that a lot of it happened at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like you had some big stuff, like your business took off. Then you got engaged. Then you got married. (laughs) So, so, So me looking at it, it looks like, wow, she has the most amazing life. Look at all this amazing stuff happening to her. But at the same time, I think now I know more than anything else, a lot of work had to go into that. It's yeah. no it's, way. It's, it's hard. It's hard, but not the the labor intensive hard. It's the mental hard. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not even like a, oh God, this is exhausting. It's the, I have to fight through my limits hard. And um, it's work that we don't learn in school. You know, no one teaches no class on limits. You know, I think that's why we're we're seeing more about that and we're hearing more about that. But um, the worthiness thing is such a big deal. You know, thinking that um, I called my my brand for like six months, like living on demand, because I decided that like I did not want to wait. I decided that I don't want to say, oh well, I'm gonna you know find a man and then in five years have a successful business. Like that's living. That's not living on demand. I'm having to wait for the next release of a good thing to happen to me. Why don't we believe good things can happen all at the same time? 
So fighting against that and like, can I handle it? Like, you know, I've talked to a girl yesterday and she's like, you know, I'm so scared to coach, you know, people to, uh, you know, a, a success point because what happens after what happens? Like, can she maintain it? Can she keep it up? And I'm like, is that your limit? You know, is that what you fear? Do you fear you're going to get to a level of success and it's going to abandon you and drop you because it's new and foreign? So there, that's the hard part, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. That we can't handle so much good stuff because it, bad is looming. And if we aren't careful, we're going to lose it all. Like that's that's the real hard work. So um, that's what I would say. I, I would say that it was this um, optimist, you know, I think that we both do that well. It just is sometimes it's almost like a, a like a Batman and Joker kind of thing where like you have this this optimism that's the sunshiny persona and you got this Joker looming in the background <laughs> that's like it's you're stupid, you know, life can't be this good. Um and you have to fight against it. So that's what I would say if anybody's like, you know what, like I want it all. And I want it now. I, I agree with you. I think you deserve to have it all right now. I don't know why you have to wait. And if someone told you it's not realistic, no, you don't have to wait. You know, you can have the uh, the business success at the same time of nurturing a successful relationship. And you can have that while building your dream house. And like, I just don't believe in honoring the limits because they still appear. I still fight them. It's just Again, the train thing, I'm not going down that path that I don't deserve this stuff. And if I'm getting stuck there, let me go ask, ask a conductor or ask an <laughs> agent because I can't get it right. Help me reroute this ticket so you can call someone in for help. But um, when I say hard work, that's what I mean. Okay. And because that was the thing that I was actually going to ask you. And you kind of tied it in at the end. Talking about getting stuck at the station. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the trains come and go and we we don't get on any of them. Nope. It's too many trains. It's too many trains. We don't know. This train say it's going to paradise, but who really knows that train is going <laughs> What do paradise really look like? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I hate paradise. Maybe it's hot. <laughs> so, you know, and I think sometimes that's where like, you know, we, we get stuck. You know, mm-hmm. their the train is going in and out. There are thoughts going in and out. There are opinions and advice going yes. in and out of the station. And it's just like, we kind of sit here because we don't know what train to get on. And you talked about seeking customer service. Yeah. Hey, I need yeah. to talk to the conductor. Yeah. I, I need your manager. Like, yes, where is yes. So um, I guess like, a, a, what's a good, not like a recommendation, <laughs> like what would be your advice to someone who is kind of in the station, they they know they need to talk to the conductor. Yeah. They might need to transfer. They need to figure mm-hmm. out what their options are. But they're, they're scared. They're just like, what if I get, what, the, what if the conductor gives me a transfer and it was the wrong train anyway? Yes, yes. So that that comes down to um, that, that self-trust. And I think what happens when we get on the wrong train too often, we lose our faith in our own judgment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even trust. Look, I be, I be getting on these wrong trains. I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't even want to go no more. So I think some of that looks like addressing it for what it is and understanding it. And first, you know, be stop being mean to yourself. Like, if that happened, that's actually hard. Like, we all learn and we all grow and we all fight through different stuff. So if you felt like I got on some wrong trains, cool. Well, we're done doing that. So now we're good. You know, first it's just, okay, all right, well. I'm here. I'm trying to get where I'm going. Um, I think the second piece of it is honoring that, like, what it is. It's a lack of confidence and self-judgment, you know? And we all have that. You know, I, the last guy I did it before my husband was not the bee's knees, y'all. <laughs> 
not the bee's knees. And I remember that moment where I felt myself shifting from, can I, can I, well, even find the right guy? Like, you know, can I choose the right guy? How did I get this far gone? Like, what is this about? So, you know, we start to do that, but just trusting. And like I mentioned with the girl who I was coaching yesterday, like, do you trust that when you get to the good that you can handle it? You know, some of it is not so much of a, we don't want to get on the train. It's like, you know, if this is a fancier train, do I, am I, am I, am I of airs? Can I, can I maintain myself on this train? Can I, so just figuring out what it is. And if you can't even do that, cause most of us can by ourselves, just stop and say, you know what? I am stuck. That's it. I'm stuck. And I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to go to either a, a therapist. I'm going to find a coach. I'm going to locate someone who is able to ask me the right questions to help me figure out why I haven't gotten on a train yet. And um, just that, just stop beating yourself up. I think that's the biggest thing. Because When we're stuck, it's we're afraid to make a mistake because we're going to judge ourselves. Right. So that self-judgment can literally keep us from going anywhere. That's awesome. And it took me a long time because I'm, I'll be 40 in February. Oh my gosh. I think when y'all said that, I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. That ain't it. She does. Okay. And I'll be 40. And it, it took me so long to figure a lot of this stuff out. Cause I'd, I, I think the hardest part of my life was spending so much time settling yeah. for what I thought that I deserved. Yeah. Um, It was, you know, it wasn't so much. Now, granted, I made bad decisions, but I made those decisions based on what I was worth. Yeah. I wasn't worth much. Yeah. So there was no point in- It wasn't even intentional. Yeah. You know, I'll just take it. It's cool. You know? And I don't think any of us, again, because- I mean, if someone can call in and say, oh, hey, like, I made all great decisions. Good, great. Let's talk to you. I'd like to know more about you. Um, because that's not my story. You know, it's just I decided that at some point I saw that the trains were not lining up with where my map, you know, and it, I, I I need to reroute myself. So um, I, I agree. I think that it takes us time and I don't think we should give ourselves a time limit or um, chastise ourselves for taking whatever. It's just, OK, but I have today. And what am I going to do with today? Like I, I had the capacity to change. Yeah, I because I don't. Um, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be a cat lady. Like my plan was okay. to be a cat lady. I probably wasn't going to get married. I probably wasn't going to, you know. So it's like now, you know, in life, like I, I don't know what my personal life is going to. I guess I'd say like my family. I don't know what my family is going to look like. I don't know what that whole vision of. I like the idea of sharing my life with somebody. Um, I know that clearly it doesn't manifest a husband because if it did, I'd be married by now. <laughs> you know, it, it, it comes, you know, it doesn't always, it's not one of those, like, you know, I dialed into, I went to Amazon.com and I told Amazon the search tool. I said, I want to partner Amazon and, and they don't ship it in two business days. They don't. They don't I got Prime. I do too, I, you know, and and I'll be asking for stuff, and you know, and I'll be waiting. Yeah, and I and I think because um, so I guess it, it I I don't want to say I'm old because I'm not. You're old, not, but I'm not old. Forty is old. Forty is can't old. be because I'm right behind. I know. I mean, if, you know, I'm just I'm trying to be young forever. That's all, y'all. But I know it. You know, at my age, I. I think now I'm at a place. Well, I won't even say at my age because it sounds utterly because <laughs> it does. <laughs> but if I hadn't been through what I'd gone through, even at 40, I'd still be settling for the wrong person. That's right. Um, so 
where I am now, even at 40, um, I do realize that my standards play a huge role in what's going to happen kind of next. So I've heard all of these things about, you know, you got to, you wait on God, you wait on the right man, you wait on, you know, you build yourself first and then the right person will come, blah, blah, blah. But then on the other side, you kind of hear this, well, you know, how do you find somebody if, or how do you reach any goal? If my goal is to be married, how do you reach any goal if you aren't actively seeking it or actively pursuing it, or you haven't intentionally worked towards it? So what, in your opinion, what does that look like? Like if your goal is, either marriage or maybe even better friends, a better yeah. circle of people around you. What does that act, what does that look like to pursue that as a goal? So um, this is that's a really good question. And it's something that I'm still actively working on because I have to challenge the notion that what I want doesn't exist. Like I think that's the first thing that we do. So if I ask you to make a list of all the things you want and you know you want someone who can, you know, change your time. I mean, be specific. What might be on your list? I might be like, girl, I ain't worried about nobody changing my tire. Like, look, my tire blew out the other day and this is a requirement, you know? (laughs) So like there are things that, you know, for me, and I was talking to my mom yesterday, I said, there is something in every marriage that a woman will encounter that another woman might be like, girl, I I would never, right? Mm -hmm. And there is something that another woman has that someone else will say, I wish I had. So it's this balance. So you have to have your own list and trust it first, right? So if you can visualize, you know, these 10 things, trust that. And I think with friendship and with with relationships, I had a friend tell me this actually in college. I'm thinking back on it. She wrote a list of 10 and she slept on it under her pillow. And then she like four months later, she was like, I met the guy. I met my guy. And I was like, that's so cool. Let me go write my list right away because I, I hate the guy I'm dating right now. Let me go write my list. My list is wrong. Um, so I think some of that is is first. And the, the second part to that list is actually believing that someone like this exists. And for friendships, for me specifically, I've been so cynical that there isn't somebody who can meet my 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 dream list, right? I'm like, oh no, like I, either they're gonna be, you know, super this, but not that. It's just this negative self talk around what I am worth, what I can attract. I see people who I want to be friends with, and I'm like, she would never be friends with me. I don't even know how to put eyeliner on. Where is she, where is she going with me? You know, I'm wearing the same shirt for three days in a row. Where is she going with me? So, you know, that kind of thing's an issue. I think if someone said, hey, I want I want to really create that, um, that ideal in my life, it would be being available for it. You know, so I think sometimes we'll say we want something, but uh, it is responsibility. There is commitment. There are things that come and it just depends on where you are. But, you know, if that guy walked in right now, would you feel prepared for him? If you if, if that friend for me walked in right now, would I feel like I could get I can nurture that person because they're going to have what they need as well. So I think the first few things are most powerful is just being intentional and trusting when you write your list out, like you know, write it with with power and say, I pictured this so it exists. I am a firm believer that God only gives us visions that we have the capacity to, to create. If I can't picture it, it ain't for me. So somebody else can give me their list and I can't picture that list because it's not for me. So whatever you put down, trust it like, nah, this, I'm seeing it for a reason. Um, and then really believe in that, like, regardless of past experience, this is out there somewhere. And, and that way, when it comes to find you, you're not like, 
well, you're fake. Like you mentioned, you know, <laughs> this paradise train ain't even real, is it? We'll say that because we're not sure if what we picture could actually be the real deal. So if that those two things, I would say, whether it be friendships, relationships, or even career moves, like when you put that on paper, um, you know, can, can you trust that it would come to you? Okay. So now as far as coaching, so you are for coaching. Yeah. So tell us about it. Tell us about your coaching. So it's so funny because like, it's like one day before I've actually decided what it fully looks like. So y'all get the, pre- <laughs> <laughs> the preview, but here's what I'm thinking. Um, and this is something that I'm still really much praying on. I, and if you are in this space where you're like, you know what? I got these business ideas. I got these inclinations. Just be patient with that process. The last thing that I want to do or I want you to do is to be like, oh my God, I have to have a business ready on Jan 1. You know, no, like it's okay. Like you literally get, be patient. Again, stop being mean. That's so mean to be, don't be mean to yourself. Um, so I'm giving myself the, the the space and the grace to really craft what I feel like is a partnership with God. And what I see right now is a business and life coach. So it's a combination because most of us know what to do. If I were to say, hey, what's your next step? You might say you don't know, but if I would say like, well, what would you tell your apprentice? You'd have all these ideas, you know, someone or your intern or your assistant. Um, and so what they could do to assist you. So we know what the next step is. It's the stuff we talked about. It's the self-limits. It's the self excuse me, self-doubt. It's all these things that we craft up that really at the end of the day, we'll say is procrastination. We'll say is, um, I forgot. We'll say is, uh, you know, um, it wasn't the right time. So we use all of these terms to describe a space where we're really anxious or performance, we have performance anxiety around it. So um, my vision is to work with entrepreneurs, like the digital entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. The folks who are building influencer brands, who are building life coaching brands, who are building any kind of coaching brand, or even just want a social platform to build themselves. And, um, high-performing people, like typically like, I know I can get the job done. What the heck is going on? (laughs) You know, and to be able to walk them through these things, because this is the core, no matter how many courses you take or how many webinars you watch or whatever stuff you buy, like until this stuff gets resolved, you'll find yourself completely looking at a wall uh, and you don't want to look at a wall in 2019. So that's what I'm working on right now. So you guys get the sneak peek to like the, <laughs> what's going on is shaking around in my brain. And I'm just so excited about it because this is what helped me break through from the, all right, I got this dream board. And it did start with the dream board for me. Like I, I wanted the house. I wanted the marriage. I wanted the um, the business. I wanted the option to be home with my daughter and, and have these things come together. And um, having it is something that I want to see other people do. That's awesome. And I, it feels like it's come full circle for you. Um, me making another assumption. No, I mean, I'm I'm agreeing. Like, I mean, she sounds right to me. But it does, because I, like I said, I was able to kind of watch, you know, from the, I feel like I got a front row seat. I agree. I mean, I I did get, I got some good seats too, (laughs) but I kind of watched everything kind of unfold for you and just kind of, you know, you, like I said, your marriage, your business, your home, you know, the the home you you built, like all of that stuff. And then, you know, some of the stuff that you're talking about now, um, just, leaving us <laughs> even not like even if you're talking about maybe moving yes, and yes. you know doing I, some- well, she doesn't know but like I have a master plan and <laughs> the master plan includes her and I was like mom did you tell Val we're moving did you tell her you're moving and she's moving 
don't know if you did. Okay. If not, if not, it's okay. Everyone's coming. As I'm, okay. I'm, I'm on I'm on a vision board. I'm on a vision board. She's on the vision board. Because there's no way that Trishel's going to ask me every night what Vale, Salah, and Kumani are doing. <laughs> and they aren't even close by. So, yeah, I have to figure out how to get them there. Right, right. <laughs> so, I did. I kind of watched, you know, all of that stuff happen. And then hearing some of the stuff that you have coming down the pike. And then to kind of see you taken even your degree, because your degree is is kind of a training degree, like your education is in mm-hmm. helping people, helping them in business, helping yeah. them grow, you know, so this just seems like it's perfect. Like it just Thank really you. comes full circle. And I, I love to use this, this six current, uh, I mean, six, six K, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, six figures as student loan debt. I'm yeah. really trying to <laughs> make it work for something y'all, but no, it, it is my calling, you know, and, and to be able to say, all right, like, I've walked it. I've done it. It's still some self-doubt because I'm like, but I did it a different way. Like, you know, being in network marketing made me feel like, oh, well, but no, like I made a million freaking dollars. Like, why don't I get credit for that? You know? Yeah. You know, but to be able to break through, like you said, just the different things that I decided I wanted to do and I got it done. And I see so many specifically women, men as well, but specifically women who are (laughs) like, you know what? I I could be great. I want to be great. I have this great idea. I feel like it's in alignment with who I am. Why can't I break through? Like, what's I got coached. I got I paid for this person. And I bought that course. And what's next? And I I'd love to work with some people to help them break through that. Yeah, and it's and it's good that you get because a lot of people don't get to use their degree. But you know, I think we also have to look outside of the box too. Like yes. Think outside of the box because you know, if you went and got that degree, then you probably had a passion for. It. There are people who for get a degree sure. and they realize, oh man, this wasn't what I wanted to do. My but whole life has been my passion. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's like you you just have to think outside of the box. You can use this degree. It just won't look like how your parents use their degree. That's so true. Yeah. So please, please tell us how we can find you. Where, where can we find you? Every, we need to know everything. Everything. We so need to stalk you. Stalk me. <laughs> so my Instagram is um, amor, which is A-M-O-R dot X-O dot Tracy. And that's T as in Tom, R-I-C-E-Y. You guys can find me on Facebook. Just be my real Facebook friend. You know, I don't have a business page yet, but I just, I like the intimacy of just being my Facebook friend. So um, that's just Patrice Garrison. You guys can find me there. Um, that's really the most fun places to find me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's on Instagram and Facebook. I'm redoing my website. So when you guys hear from me again, I'm sure I'll be back. I'll have everything else. But again, I'm just, I'm so comfortable with the space of I'm getting there, you know, and I'm every day instead of me freezing up and saying, oh, God, I can't do this podcast until this. No, just do it. Just go. The The hashtag for me is massive and perfect action. Just start going. Start moving. Stop worrying. Stop, stop second guessing. Just start showing up and just trust it. Like, oh, it's not perfect. Who cares? You know what? Because I'm doing this. That's yes, it. Yes, I love that massive and perfect action. And yeah. don't worry, because any information she gave just gave you guys and gave me it's going in the show notes <laughs> so you would definitely be able to find her i cannot thank you enough for doing this, was this. So fun. because you're, you're you're a busy woman <laughs> the only reason why it feels because my daughter was sick for literally 30 days straight really 40 almost 40 days so just it's just good to be back you know That's yeah <laughs> You know, I slept last night. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's really what it comes to. The stuff them other people take for granted. Just be sleeping. Just be sleeping. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I enjoy meeting y'all. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. There's no community without you. Please visit my website, ourroyalcommunity.com, where you can grab a copy of my free ebook, Stay Raining, How to Turn a Messy Pass into a Masterpiece, or my published book, Your Queendom Awaits, How to Let Challenges and Traumas Guide You to Triumph. You can also check out my blog, Just My Thoughts, a blog created with the inner queen in mind, on my website as well. I will be talking to you guys soon, and remember, never hold back. Your queendom awaits you.